The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. I started to question myself if I was launching Lucha Underground and I had accidentally flipped over to Cinemax. Not a whole lot of faces shown as far when it comes to Brenda, so. <laughs> yeah. You're you're spot on there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the house that AJ Styles built. Uh, you know, like Nakamura, he's just such a great star. It doesn't matter what you do with him, people are going to cheer for him. Did you feel the gloriousness? Did you feel it? Bobby Roode did his job. This is insane how great they are. Well, I think the authors of Pain are young prodigies. That's how good we are. Representing Bullet Club. This is what we do. Super Kid Party! We are the franchise tag team here in this industry. Not just WWE, the industry. Around the- Can you see E? Can you see? Look at E. Get eyes on me. Get eyes. Look at all of me. What a, great, what, what a great young man. What a great young man. I'm a man. Of course. We're going to be tag team champions again. Yes, it's course. it's written in the stars. You see it? Written Fables will be stars. written. Aesop Tales will be right? written about us. Like the Big Dipper. And they'll know. And young tag teams will come after us. Mm-hmm. And after them. And after them. After them. And you know what they'll say? What? You know what they'll say? Tell them. They will say, oh, we were inspired by the new day. Hey. Young, like he said, Orion's belt Orion's and belt. Griffin's belt. Griffin's wow. belt. Tag team yeah, cool. coming through Kai. All right, mm-hmm. we yeah. got you covered. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the max. And your host. Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Welcome, everybody, to Wrestling to the Max, episode 275, part two. That's right, and we are here to bring you a great show. We are so excited about what's going on this week, but just before we do that, we're going to tell you, go check out W2M.com. That's the place where not only you find this show, but you find a lot of other great wrestling podcasts. That's the place where you go find every single wrestling podcast and variety, and just having such a great chance to find all the information that you need out of the world of wrestling over the at w2m.com so don't forget to go check it out go subscribe rate and review over at wrestling to the max that's right if you do that you'll get every single show we do our review shows every episode like this that we do and it's all in one nice package once you do that you'll get also an opportunity to go and hear about other great shows like the w2m network has to offer that's right it's another great place to go and you'll get every single episode of every show that happens on the wrestling to the max network which is on w2m.com as well Hey, and give some love over to FormulaOneMania.com and last word on ProWrestling.com. Both are great sites to go check out a lot of reading material when it comes to the world of wrestling and just a lot of fun stuff. So we appreciate all their support for sure. I am your host, Gary Vaughn, and along with me is Mr. Paul Leeser. Heyo. 
And tonight, Mr. Sean Gummer does have the night off. Uh, he is actually covering me on the football show, and he's also doing a big soccer show. So we are giving him the night off. But we are ready, Paul, to have a big show here for everybody. We are doing lots of quick hits that are really interesting this week. I cannot wait to get into some of these tidbits. It was really, really cool. Plus, we're going to be getting into a little bit of New Japan stuff. Uh, Paul is going to kind of update us on the tag league that's going on right now, which I'm really interested in hearing him kind of give us a full rundown on some of the things maybe not every single thing but he's going to give us the important the meat of what's going on in the tag league uh and we'll also be talking about in this week's impact wrestling and crowning a superstar of the week along with a match of the month and a superstar of the month so we've got a full store uh show ahead of us we are so happy about it we are excited and uh we are about to do that but i gotta say this paul I'm super energized about this show because we got so many good things to talk about. But I am going to have a downer of a weekend, buddy, uh, because i got to get a big funeral to go to. Uh, we've talked uh, on Monday about my uncle passing away, and I'm not trying to bring everybody down. I- I'm going to give you the bright side of this scenario, though. The bright side of the scenario is the fact that I do get the chance to go see family that I don't get to see very often, mm-hmm. which is a big plus. My grandmother has reached a certain age in life where she no longer owns her own home. We no longer go to a certain place to meet up with these family members. So now it's more of a struggle to see each other. So I am blessed to be able to go see those family members and kind of spend some time with them. So that's that's the bright side in a very, very sad situation. Um, so that, that's the one thing, Paul. Kind of have a crazy road weekend ahead of me too. Oh so, man, I know it's it's going to be a, a bittersweet thing, Paul. So I'm just saying, I'm using this show to energize me, man, to get, <laughs> get me pumped up. Uh, well, I, I hats off to you on what might have been your smoothest read through. Wow, I can't even talk. Smoothest read through of uh, pitching off all the stuff that we do over on W2Mnet.com and all the people who help us out, like crushed it the few times i've had to do it i just suck so uh <laughs> oh come on you give yourself a hard time you do great you know it, it takes so much practice and uh, i'll be honest i'm afraid that people get so bored of that they're just skip 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 skip, skip. skip. <laughs> <laughs> but you know i try my best and really honestly i know it's a lot of plugging but it's a lot of important plugs and i hope people do take advantage of what we talk about so mm-hmm. i appreciate the compliment i, I really do yeah, I mean, no problem, man. And, and uh, you know, I, not to focus on funerals, but it always it always impresses me how quickly people can put together a funeral lickety split. Like uh, we, at least you made it official through Facebook that your uh, uncle had passed, unfortunately, uh, which is how I learned about it. But you know, like that that wasn't even a couple of days ago, and you're already ready to go out of town and go to the funeral, and it's just. It's so crazy to me how that always comes together like five, it, not even five days, like three days. That's nuts. Yeah, it, it really is wild how the way that whole thing works out, especially <laughs> when no one lives in the city where the person is going to be buried. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, all right. So it's, oh, God. It, that's another scenario you got to work through. But thank God I'm not the one making those details happen. Um, but yes, it, it's a very difficult thing, but it, it does have a quick turnaround. And. I think, you know, it's kind of seamless because of the way things work with the hospital, the morgue, and all that stuff, the funeral oh, okay. homes. And not only that, you're paying a lot of money. So That's you true. Kinda have That's to, true. <laughs> it's, it's like one of those things. You, be, you better be doing one job, man, because <laughs> <laughs> Put him in the box already. <laughs> Put him in the box, man. <laughs> uh, my Uncle Tim would love that comment, Paul. 
<laughs> we, we, we got to put that in somewhere. Uh, but yes, no, no seriously, I mean, it, it is a crazy turnaround. It really is, and that's why they're professionals. That's mm-hmm. why they get the job done and all that stuff. So it, it makes it easier on the family, too. I mean, if you had to make this thing stretch out for two, three weeks, oh, God, I could not imagine the stress on people. You know, this is my uncle, and I love my uncle, but, man, this is a close, like, a significant other, a parent. Mm-hmm. Oh God! I don't know how I could sit there and handle waiting three weeks to, to a funeral. I, I just don't know how I could do it. So I think that's part of the reason why, you know. Yeah, it might be for the best too. I I, I certainly wouldn't want to schedule a funeral like a month uh, from now and try to keep everything in line. Knowing me though, that would exactly be how I would try to put a funeral together. So ah, <laughs> uh, I see. <laughs> You, 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 I don't know what you're trying to do, Paul. You're trying to promote. You know that way you can get butts and seats. <laughs> I got to put right? butts and seats. Ten thousand in that arena. <laughs> We're all in, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. You know, I'll be honest with you. You know, when I do pass on to the world in two years or however long it takes, uh, I, I want to uh you know I do want to have a cool shindig. You know, I want a Titantron video. <laughs> I, I want an '80s montage of my life. Uh, you know, I want me to be talking to the people in the crowd, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So it'll never happen, but I, that's the way I want to go out. And I just, you know, I, I just really honestly want to be cremated and put in a cowboy's urn and send me off. And I was, that's the way I could torture my family the rest of my life and their <laughs> lives, right? So uh, I, my life is in ashes in a little jar, you know, and my daughter will probably get married to a Redskins fan and he has to look at that cowboy's urn every <laughs> I would love it. I would just it would make me so happy to torture him. Uh, you know that is actually probably how that works out because that's usually how life goes. <laughs> yeah. So. Of course, uh, Amanda wouldn't be there because she's probably the one that have killed you if we're cremating you in two years. So. Yeah. <laughs> Very true point, right? <laughs> so you're telling me that my wife listened to the podcast? Oh God. <laughs> Can we can we hit delete button now? Delete, delete. Somebody delete. call Matt. Somebody yeah, call, call Matt, Matt Hardy, please, in a, in a hurry. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, Paul. That is my depressing weekend. Are you doing anything fun? I mean, make me happy here. Tell me you're going to do something. You know, uh, I'm not doing anything super exciting. But over, uh, I believe this Sunday, me, uh, I'm going to be filling in for Patrick for a couple weeks as he's taking some time off from wrestling unwrapped. So. Myself and uh, Harry Broadhurst, who of course does the SmackDown and 205 live reviews uh, for the Wrestling to the Max and the WTM Network, as well as the Wrestling Unwrapped show, I'll be joining him to do Starcade 1994, which legitimately might be one of the worst shows in wrestling history, and I can't wait to rewatch it and cry all over again. <laughs> <laughs> You've inspired me, Paul. Thank you. So once I, now that when I when I really feel sad this weekend, I'm going to get on the network and I'm going to watch this, and, and I will feel happy that my life is better than what's going on in that that show. Uh, <laughs> it, it's headlined by Hulk Hogan against the Butcher, which of course is uh, Ed Leasley, uh, Hulk Hogan's best friend, and it is awful, just awful. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, so, <laughs> hey, hey, trust me, people, you need to go listen to Wrestling Unwrapped. Not like because Paul's going to be on. Trust me, that's a, that's a big selling point right there, but uh, that's a great show in general, and Harry and Patrick do a great job. And I'm glad to hear you're filling in, man. I, it makes me really, you know, excited to hear, because I love the dynamic that, you know, you two guys have to offer each other. Y'all compliment each other very well, so really looking forward to Wrestling Unwrapped, and I hope everybody listening is, too. Go check them out. Go check out both weeks for sure. And then after that, Patrick's great, too. I'm, I, 
I love Patrick. So, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, well, let's go ahead and do this thing. We need to talk some wrestling. So let's get into some wrestling news right now with Quick Hits. It's time for wrestling news. Quick Hits. Take it away, bud. Okay, guys. Well, let's start this thing out by talking a little Matt Hardy. That's right. You saw on Monday Night Raw him get a little extravagant with the deletes. Uh, And, uh, of course, that made the Internet start to chat and things are going. And what we're hearing is, yes, it is true. A broken gimmick is seemingly coming into fruition with Matt Hardy now in the WB, and that is because Anthem has given up on the whole fight. They have actually stepped back and just let this thing take place. And, and one of the reasons is, is because there are things that have kind of come out when Matt and Jeff actually had some things go right in their way legally uh, with some of the, the merchandising and some of the gimmick stuff when it comes to paperwork. And Paul will probably explain that better than I could. Uh, but this has also made Anthem kind of rethink their talent relations. I think they were really made to look pretty bad with mm-hmm. this whole broken hearty situation and for the fact that people demonized them they were the villains in this and that's not the way they wanted to come off so now they're changing that they're even changing their ways over the entire board because now they're getting into the contracts of new talent and saying look you guys have the right to whatever you come up with you can do it wherever you want as long as you work here with us and we'll be in complete agreement with you guys so that's a complete change around all (laughs) this is night and day this is going from nazi germany to happy happy you know time in peru or something modern germany uh modern there you go modern germany oh good job there paul i'm here for you gary uh yeah this go ahead no no i was just kidding go ahead oh okay (laughs) if you're gonna make a joke i wanted to hear it uh Um, th- this is obviously great for Matt and Jeff, and especially Matt right now, who is trying to uh, survive without Jeff Hardy around. And it's become quite clear that even though people still love this guy, he is maybe about thirty percent, forty percent of what he used to be as far as in the ring, just because you know all that wear and tear. And while it won't exactly be the broken gimmick, um, the woken stuff is supposed to is supposed to finally come up and play a part into what. This is going to be for the WWE side of things, which is very exciting, but this obviously could mean a great deal to how Anthem and Impact goes about doing business now, because, say for example, that Ethan Carter III decides to leave Anthem, well, he can use EC3 wherever he wants, after he's not there anymore, or Courtney Rush, who came in and is now Rosemary, if she wants to go back to Shimmer, or if she can go anywhere else, she can now work as Rosemary, if she ever leaves Impact. So this is is a really great deal for them, uh, and I, I think is obviously Anthem trying to win over as many people as possible, and maybe to show off that they're this is a different direction for the company. Once again, after the whole issues uh, with Jeff Jarrett and GFW coming in and saying, hey, look, this is how we're going to do things, uh, we're going to put up a battle over the broken stuff and, and all these other things and this and that. Or maybe Anthem and Impact realizes that maybe enough time has gone past to where it's not as popular as it would have been if, say, they were able to show up at WrestleMania as the Broken Hardys. But it, it obviously it still has some traction, right? I mean, he's he gets delete chance wherever he goes. So 
Whichever way you want to spin it, I think Anthem and Impact are really just trying to make sure they're winning over their talent and whoever else is sticking around to realize that we're a different company, guys. We're going to try to stay on the right side of things or at least be in the talent's corner. Exactly. Anthem doesn't need any reason for people not to like them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be very frank about that, right? Well, they need as many friends as they can find. They've been calling Chuck E.T. every day to find out how to become best friends. And so <laughs> this is the way things are working now with them. A better working relationship with the talent means they're happy. When the talent is happy, that means the Internet's happy, which means that wrestling fans are happy. So that's a really good deal. And what they should have done for a long time now is what they're doing now. See, think about this, Paul. Think of how much money Impact Wrestling would have made if they would just would have said, go take the broken gimmick, run with it as fast as you can, wherever you want to go. And then once they hit the WB WrestleMania, you sell that DVD of all the compilation of videos and everything that started with the broken gimmick. Mm-hmm. They could have made so much money. I would own that DVD. <laughs> and uh, it's the truth. I really would probably go out, spend the 10, 15, whatever, unless it's a deluxe edition, uh, just because it's so cool. Just to have that, you know, that the beginning, the birth of the broken gimmick. And they kind of lost that opportunity once mm-hmm. they delayed this and delayed this. Now WWE is really going to make it their own. They're really going to run with it on their side of things. And you're really not going to have that matchup with Anthem. Anthem's going to have something that's old now, not you know, not flowing. So right. I, I think you're right. Rosemary, you, a great point there. I, I think you know if, if she ever decided to join up with WWE, you could at least say, hey, you know, this is where she's you know, kind of made her big-time you know, debut here, and, and this is a, a major promotion. Now she went to the big league. Check this out. So I think this is a good thing. Great that these two teams uh, of talent and Anthem are working together now instead of fighting each other on every single thing that they're doing. Just uh, is great PR, mm-hmm. you, you know, and they need that PR badly. I think they're trying very, very hard to do the right thing. Yeah, I agree with you entirely. Yeah, so you know, we'll, we'll continue to follow the broken stuff. I'm really excited to see what we get with that, but you know, we'll know later on. Uh, let's continue to talk a, a little bit about what's going on in the world of wrestling. Let's jump on over and talk a little bit about what's been you know happening over there with WWE Studios and and the WWE Studios, you know, for the most part, Paul has been about feature films and really trying to focus on you know making these blockbusters if they can find you know a way to get into to the industry and, and make one actually a blockbuster. <laughs> the, the, you know, besides the straight to DVD stuff, they're trying. They're, they're really working hard to make it themselves a big deal. But the other way they're looking at this thing is hey, it doesn't just be, it's not just about feature films. Look at Netflix. Look at what they're doing. They're making their own series. They're doing their own television, really. And they're being super successful. They're making their own movies, but they're also making television and digital content. And that's what WWE Studios is wanting to do. What do you think about this, Paul, that they're branching out? Yeah, this is kind of interesting. Uh, and, and to me, this almost sounds like they're trying to move... Uh, stuff that they were doing on the network to a more, uh, I, I guess, an even more in-house outlet of maybe where they have more focus on television and multimedia and stuff like that. Uh, for example, some of the TV shows that they uh, were banding about, one is uh, The It Couple, which is a reality series around Ms. and Maurice. 
Um, and they, they have another one too, that they were, that they had talked about before. And I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but that, that one sort of stuck out to me just because, uh, Oh, I mean, the Miz already has so much experience with reality TV. And if he had any say in it, I'm sure it would be really fun to watch. So, uh, and and I don't hate Maurice on the few times I watched total divas for a whole hot minute. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, I don't. I don't know if this is going to be like a knockout of the ballpark thing or anything like that. WWE Studios, as far as the movie projects went, like they've had a couple of good movies, but it's never been anything like out of this world amazing. I have to go see this uh, or anything like that. So I don't know if their television side of things is going to be like that, but maybe this is sort of WWE's attempt to sort of, I don't know, maybe maybe this is how they get more use out of the network or something like that. They have... Stuff that they're producing over here at WWE Studios, they already have the network, they can slap it on there, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's really interesting, and those are a lot of different, you know, ideas, and of course, you know, like you said, the itch, uh, the it couple and all that, that, I think it's just really good thinking on their part. I, I understand it all and, and where they're coming from, because I think that they, like I said, they, they kind of go and look at other ways that people are using media now, and they're watching it on their phone, and they're watching Netflix wherever they're at. Amazon is making their own television and really doing a, a bang-up job of it. So this is the wave of the future, right? Mm-hmm. And for them to dip their foot into that, that's a really intelligent idea. It gives WWE some credit, along with all this other stuff that they're doing. So I... I don't blame them at all. I think it's a really wise idea, especially for the fact that we've seen WWE Network step back and not do their own stuff now, right? Their own featured stuff, besides maybe Ride Along or cheap stuff, right? Right. They don't spend any money anymore, which that sucks because some of the money they spent was really good, like the Edge and Christian show. God, I missed that. Edge and Christian say there might be a chance I could still come back. Please God, let it happen. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm sorry, that was brilliant stuff, brilliant. So, uh, you know, nonetheless, I, I think you know, I'm excited about what they're going to do here. I, I think that there's some great content that we could possibly see coming out of this, and it makes me happy. I just finished Punisher on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I was just enthralled and loved every minute of it. So, if, if WB Studios can come up with their own version. You know, and not talking about Punisher, but their own version of a show that grabs people. That's the start, mm-hmm. and that would be the beginning of WWE Studios grabbing some major traction, and they can do it. I mean, heck, they may come up with the Marine, the series. You know, who Dear knows? God, <laughs> <laughs> they might. They sure might. Hey, it, I'll be honest with you, though, guys. You know, the it couple sounds great, but wouldn't you love to see the Hardys? And you could actually see King Maxwell and, and the Rebbe and all the, the chaos that Rebbe creates online. Oh, God. <laughs> gold. That is gold. Just follow her tweet. I'll show about her tweets. I'm, I'm, I'm game right now. <laughs> I can't so. say I wouldn't not watch anyway, that. Anyway, <laughs> well, we will have to follow what goes on next with all that stuff. But I, I love the idea. Uh, let's jump into something else here, though. This is kind of interesting, too, because I, I think, you know, when it talks about drama and all that, I'm going to skip over to this and talk about David Otunga real quick because I was making jokes. But, you know, there's lots of drama that's going on. And, of course, you can see tweets. You can follow news, TMZ. But what we're hearing about David Otunga is the drama may not be over, but things are not as bad as they once were. 
David Otonga has temporary custody of his uh, son, and that's great. That's great news for him. You know, he was a primary caregiver for his son, and uh, Jennifer Hudson, his you know son's mom uh they're not married so i'm trying to think of this the right way yeah. uh, <laughs> you know it, it's kind of weird because you know, usually say fiance or something they weren't beginning to get married anyway so nonetheless this has been very dramatic we know that they're not going to be together anymore and they are no longer living together that's how he got his son apparently because he no longer lives in the house and so jennifer hudson feels safe she feels like that there's no arguments in the house now that the son doesn't see some of the threats apparently that otanga was throwing out there at her blah 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 i'm just looking at the story here paul and and understanding the fact that you know otanga has a battle to fight still but i'm so happy for him because this is something that he I think desperately won, and that was to be able to take care of his son. And of course, it helps that Jennifer Hudson is, uh, you know, traveling the world. She's obviously she's doing the voice over there in the UK right now. I think, uh, which is partially how he also got the the um, the custody as well. So I, I, I'm happy for him too. Don't get me wrong. It's just it, this still feels far from over. Uh, they're... T- there's they're willing to go to court over some of these things to to i guess either tie this up but i i think what's best for this right now the the light in this uh you know sort of dark room is at least both of them seem pretty intent on making sure the kid is taken care of uh and that is not something you always get to see during all the mudslinging that can happen in a hollywood breakup Uh, very true and or, you know, or regular a, divorce, even. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're uh, you're not kidding, man. And that's the sad thing is usually the couples get over it, but mm-hmm. it's it's the kids that don't, <laughs> and yes. and that's because they have to suffer through all the hatred and all the bitterness. And you know, I, I've never my parents were were uh, they're still married, um, and, and so I've never had to live through that. Now I'm very blessed. The majority of people nowadays are not that blessed, and mm-hmm. so it, it's hard for me to come from that side. And I wish Sean was here to talk because Sean has had to deal with that, and Sean's had to deal with the drama before, and he could probably speak from that side but you know i have family members uh now that i've gotten married my in-laws both are from divorced uh situations and i get the chance to see third hand of how it is and it's tough it's mm-hmm. very very tough and anybody listening to our analysis dealt with it you know exactly what we're talking about so you know otonga still has a battle you're right there's a lot of things that's still going to go on here but i'm just Happy for him that he does have his son, and I'm sure Jennifer's happy too. Now she can do anyone she wants in that house and not feel like <laughs> she's got to hide it. So, right, exactly. Uh, you know, she can use the kitchen counter and not have to worry about the kid coming for a sandwich. So, um, <laughs> anyway, which you never know, <laughs> you know, about happens sometimes. Uh, but you know, the one thing that we will, you know, be happy about too is the fact that we may no longer have to talk about Alberto the Patron later on uh and you know because well he may not be wrestling very long that's right it's it's strange to say but uh he came out in an interview with uh broke open uh busted open radio if i can say it right and actually in that interview he mentioned that he's looking into having a retirement tour and maybe 2019 and he's considering doing this because the wrestling fans have kind of ruined it for him. He, he says the internet keyboard warriors and all these other people throwing rumors around and all this have really ruined his 
thought process on wrestling and just being out there and being, I guess you would say, a celebrity. So he's thinking about doing something else and, and taking his you know, boots and uh, hanging them up. So it, it's very interesting. This is the first, you know, that I heard about this. And I, I, I'm not going to say that I'm happy that anybody is walking away from something they love. But this guy has been making bad decisions for a long time now. And it's been all over the Internet. It's been very visible. I can understand why he wants to walk away, Paul. But that's, to me, in my personal opinion, a lot of that is self-inflicted. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, and, and reading the transcription of the the call, um, this was uh, this wasn't on Busted Open Radio. This was Impact Wrestling's weekly teleconference call that they've started oh, doing. I'm an uh, idiot. I'm so okay. sorry. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> we do have something on here from Busted Open Radio, so That's I absolutely why. understand. That's why. <laughs> uh, Patron, uh, it, like all this talk, sounds like just him talking on Twitter, which is why this comes off as sort of very believable to me. Uh, and this isn't confirmed even by him or anything. He's thinking about it. It's a possibility. So, I mean, if you're not his biggest fan, don't get your hopes up or anything like that. But, if, if you're, if you're even thinking about calling it day, you might as well call it a day. You know, uh, it's, if it's not what you want to do, if you're sick of a certain part of the business that's ruining it for you or whatever, because uh, don't get me wrong, wrestling, e- even in our lifetime, Gary has changed, I would say, maybe twice over. Uh, it, it's, it, if you're not cool with how it is now, then just you know, go home. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that you could be doing. I know he's, he has an MMA career that maybe he keeps toying with, or, um, I'm, I'm sure you could act in Mexico just because Lucha Libre stars usually can get a lot of jobs that way too. So I, I you know, I don't know the, I'm sure there's a lot of other things he can do. Uh, but if wrestling is not something he wants to do, then, you know, hats off to him there too. I, I've, I've certainly been at a job before where I didn't like how something was going down. So I left, you know, you don't have to stay there if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Very true. And, you know, as people get older, their interests change mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they kind of, you know, want to go in a different direction. Maybe not for the fact that they're not good at what they do, but they're just, they're older and, and your brain kind of matures and you kind of find interest in other things. And that's the way things uh, I think have kind of worked with him. Now, I, I think he still loves wrestling. I think he has a lot of vested and I think he wants to do it, but I think he's gotten to a point in his life where he's tired of hearing people criticize him. And I think for a long time, he was so used to being praised and especially in Mexico, which, Hey, I mean, he is the guide in Mexico, he doesn't like when he goes to other places, America or the UK or anywhere else, where people don't look at him in that light and then they down his lifestyle. They don't like anything he does, and I think that really affects the psyche. He he doesn't like that. He likes to be the number one guy. The the, the He likes to be the Fonz. Let's be honest. Yeah, that's what yeah, Alberto Patron wants to be. The Fonz. He wants to be the guy that walks in and goes a, and everyone cheers and falls on their face and cries because he's in the room. Uh, <laughs> It's because of, you know what his demeanor is. I think also you do look at the situation where you're right, Paul. When you start talking about retirement, that means you're kind of already done. Mm-hmm. That means you're you're kind of already set yourself up for being done, and that spells disaster in anything you do, wrestling, uh, whether it be anything creative like you know writing or anything art. You, you kind of start to just kind of half do it, and yeah. 
that's not good. That's not going to sell anything, and no one's going to be happy with your work because you don't care about your work. And I, I hope, you know, for his sake, he goes and does something he really enjoys and maybe can get away from the limelight. I think the limelight has affected him a lot. And once again, it's, infl- it's self-inflicted. It's something that he did. He, he made a lot of bad decisions, and that's just mm-hmm. the truth about it. You know, I'll, I'll say allegedly made the bad decisions. That way I don't get shrewd, you know. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well done. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, boy. So I, I could sit here and just go on and on about Patron. But, you know, you hear about that this from the also, you know, the NFL, too. Guys, it's hard time about retirement start to go downhill. Yeah. They start to play a lot less than a, you know, big demeanor. So I think let's see what happens. So Patron may wrestle for another five years and we're just talking about this now because this is something that's rumored but i i hope for his sake if it really is not in his heart that he goes and does something else and uh you know best to him you know mm-hmm. uh but yeah so those are kind of the dramatic things going on there in the world of wrestling and, and some situations that we kind of had to touch base on uh tmz is reporting on something else that's kind of dramatic john cena is being sued by ford Yes, that's right. <laughs> the Ford Motor Company is, sell- is suing John Cena, not because they didn't like him you know, or anything that he did in Detroit. It's for the fact that uh, he sold a car that they gave to him. And, you know, I just want to remind people, when you're rich, people just give you stuff. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> but they give you very valuable stuff. But uh, he sold a car uh, for $500,000. This is a Ford GT that they handed over to him, and I'm sure they wanted him to drive it around town. Well, since he decided to sell the car, it's not John Cena driving around town. It's a guy like, you know, Tino Sabatelli. Uh, so, I mean, that doesn't really make Ford happy. They wanted Cena in that car, so they're suing him. And he said he basically sold it because uh, he needed to pay some bills. So, I, I I I don't understand that either, Paul. The guy makes so much money; he probably pees coins. Um, but <laughs> it, it it just amazes me that I don't know, John C. You think he'd have more business sense than that? Uh, yeah. To me, he always came off as somebody who was very much trying to protect the money he got. And granted, this is only through the brief glimpses that you get in reality television that he's done. Uh, so I, I, you know, I. It could very much be a, a tilted lens as far as what they present to you, but I, you know, I mean, maybe he's had to take some cutbacks and pay in the WWE, and and obviously he's had some other projects that he's, uh, I mean, he's about to be in a bunch of movies and he's doing all these other things. You would think somebody of Cena's stature, even if he's not a big name celebrity in Hollywood, like he's he's probably still getting paid a nice chunk of change. So unless, you know, Nikki's wedding is just this outrageous expense that he had to go pay for, um, I, I don't know if I'm buying what he's selling here either. So, I, you know, it's kind of funny, uh, but at the same time, uh, it, it, it might be a, a glimpse into a brighter picture that we don't usually get to see into. Yeah, it, it's it's just so weird, and I like the way you said that we're not buying into what he's selling. I get it, you know. <laughs> but, uh, I like that. Uh, uh, but no, I mean, really, just be honest. It, this is something that's very real, and you know, maybe we're getting a peek into 
maybe not everything is just grand in John Cena land. Maybe he actually does have a lot of expenses that we don't know about, and he's like the rest of us. He's got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you when you live the lifestyle that John Cena does, and you, you've got to keep up with the Joneses and all the other people out there in Hollywood and everywhere else, you're, you're not exactly, you know, walking into the room in cheap clothes or you know, driving cheap cars. You've got to keep up the appearance. You've got to keep up yourself in a high, uh, wealthy image. And that's what he's doing, and that's what he's having to afford. And you're right. He's not a full-time guy in WWE right now. And they're sure they're still painting pretty well. I'm sure his, you know, merchandise is still huge. But yet, I mean, if it is what we're thinking here, he's making a lot more appearances on TV shows, like morning shows. He's making appearances here and there to other little projects and stuff like that. And he's doing movies and stuff like that. So he's got a lot on his plate. The guy just may... You know, made a few decisions that weren't really, I, I would say, on best business terms, and he's paying for it now. And that's mm-hmm. it, it's it's a part of learning and living. And John Cena's human; he's learning. So we'll see what happens with the lawsuit. But uh, you know, at least we do know that this guy does, you know, bleed and does, you know, actually live and exist like the rest of us, right? Right, right. Uh, uh, I, I guess before we go on here, too, this is kind of breaking. Uh, there's a lot of talk going on today, Gary, that uh, uh, Jim Johnson had been released from the WWE uh, due to not re-signing with his contract, and apparently CFO Money might have had something to do with that, uh, since they've sort of been in charge of creating most of the Superstars' themes since about 2012, uh, with Johnson sort of overseeing them. They, they want to overhaul everything. And uh, sort of made a play in the WWE, at least according to reports that uh, didn't let him re-sign his contract or uh, WWE decided not to renew it. So uh, Jim Johnston officially gone from the WWE after 32 years, Gary. It's it's nuts. You know, it it really is amazing, especially for the fact that, and this shows my age, but I mean, I I just remember all the great themes that he had come up with, had a hand in, and a lot of those were during the Attitude Era, of course. Um, And he he did some work on some of the newer stuff, too, but you're Mm -hmm. right. This this is kind of a shock because you kind of felt like that this guy had free reign, that he was a guy that really had a lot of tenure. In WB, just because of the, some of the great things that he had done and worked on. But, you know, uh, I, I guess in a way, everybody has to move on. And I think WB definitely made that point known because CFO, you're right. They got a lot more of the work. Mm-hmm. They were given a, a little bit more free reign on their own end. So, I mean, uh, is this a surprise? Not really in a way. But and it's still surprising because you would think they would just keep him around just to kind of hang out in the studio. I, I, I'm surprised they're getting rid of him completely. Yeah, I, I mean CFO clearly has a lot of big plans, and they I guess they sort of want to make their mark. And certainly, you could say that Jim Johnston is, is sort of the forerunner in that. Who uh, really I think went out of his way to make sure that the songs and themes he was creating very much resonated and connected to the characters that were being portrayed. And that certainly, of course, does come from a, a time where characterization and gimmicks were certainly more over than I think what is uh, sort of getting over now, which is is more work rate guys with less crazy gimmicks. So just having really cool songs that are catchy 
and uh, varied because I think CFO has shown at least that they have pretty good range as far as going from metal to to sort of techno things to to weird clashes and all, all sorts of other stuff. Um, I, I think they've shown they can make it work. It's, I think it's just a different era and a different time. And I don't want to say Jim's time has certainly passed, but CFO clearly wants to do what he did in, in their own way. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, that's pretty straightforward. I don't think there's a lot I can add to that. But I, I think, you know, in the future, we'll be talking about CFO, you know, was, you know, released. <laughs> and we got the new guys in there in the studio. And that's right. the way things are going to work. I mean, it, it, 30 something years is a long time mm-hmm. with any, any company doing any job. I know it, you know, some people work in the same job for 50 years, but 30 years is a great amount of time. And for him to last that long is a really good deal for Jim Johnson. So he's got to be happy. I'm sure he is. I'm sure, you know, he's got other ideas. He, he's going to go on and have his own studio and do other projects, but you know, good for him. And, you know, I hate to hear anyone gets fired. I really, really do. But the guy's going to be fine. He, I'm sure he's got some, you know, good things, and, and I'm sure he's been working on his own projects. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was your favorite theme that Jim Johnson did, just off the top of your head? Can you think of one? Oh, God. I mean, he wrote my childhood almost. Uh- <laughs> 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 oh, geez. Uh, I you love know, the DX still. For me. I, I was DX about to say, I think DX might be the tops. Um I, I mean, he is responsible for the Undertaker's theme too, though, which is just as iconic. Which I, I might say is a close second. Man, yeah, I think you're right there. Uh, if he did McFoley's, that's another one. I he he did do McFoley's the the car crash one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that one. Yeah, so I mean, there, there's lots of great themes, and you're right. It's 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 kind of like choosing children. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But it really, you know, uh, credit to him and all the things that he's done. What 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 a, what a talented guy! I, I hope that he lands on his feet. So yeah, oof, man. Uh, well, you know, let's move on from there and let's get into some other stuff that we got to talk about here. Uh, there is, of course, talk going around that Brock Lesnar may not be defending the Universal Title at Royal Rumble, like we've all been thinking. Apparently, there could be a situation where WWE doesn't see that there is a suitable contender for Brock Lesnar so they'll just not have one uh we you know for a while now talked a little bit about Finn Balor being that guy we've also been talking about for the fact that Vince doesn't really think that Finn's anything special it kind of finds him bland so that may be out completely this is kind of a bummer I mean we we talk about this all the time it feels like on Raw recently during our Raw reviews Gary uh mm-hmm. If if people find Finn bland, it's because WWE has nobody to blame but themselves. Uh, because I think you look at his booking since he's returned, and it's just been a, an absolute snooze, right? I mean, you throw him into Bray, and then you throw him into a bunch of other stuff, and it's just going nowhere fast. And it, it's busy work, uh, as I've said before, too. So uh, Finn, I think Finn's over. There's a lot of debate amongst fans, I think, whether he is or not. And he's certainly having a lot of fun with it on Twitter, too. If you don't follow him over there, he's he's making more over jokes than uh, Zack Ryder did whenever he was doing his internet show. So, <laughs> God. Uh, I, I mean, I guess this just means that AJ gets to stand alone and try to steal the show by himself if he's still a champ come January. But 
it it's kind of like they they apparently don't want to do Braun again. I I'm assuming Joe is going to be tied up with the Intercontinental title picture. I, I've who else do you go? Do you maybe have one of the Shield members try to challenge? I don't know. You know that that would be a, definitely an idea to have one of the shield members. But are we really ready to see Seth Rollins go to you know try to take the the world title back, the universal title back? Excuse me, I, I don't think so. I, I think that 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 sets us up for something that they're not going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like, hey, here's a teaser. Oh, we were just kidding around. We don't want Seth there right now. Um, so, I, or he, Dean could he do it too? I don't think they take Dean as serious right now either. So, I think that there's a situation where yeah. Yes, they kind of find themselves in a rock and a hard place, especially if Samoa Joe is working on another title, not even trying to go for the universal title. That, that It's kind of hard to find a contender. I, I, in my personal opinion, if you're going to choose somebody, and especially for a guy that doesn't have a title right now, now, of course, he's away, and I, I forget maybe if he's going to be gone for a while, but I'd love to see The Miz come and, and try to just take a shot because it doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. for the Miz to not get the universal title and just move on to something else. I I mean I I would not have a problem. I love the Miz. I don't know how great a marquee match I think WWE would find that right now as far as Lesnar versus Miz up there, but I I'd certainly be down for it. It, 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 I guess it, you're right. It's not a marquee match, and that's the problem I think they're having here. They don't mm-hmm. see a marquee match, and you, you are 100% right. They, the reason that this is not a marquee match between Finn and Lesnar, they didn't allow it to be that way. Right. It, that, you just need to go back and watch New Japan, Finn Balor, and you understand that this guy can be as over as you want him to be. Mm-hmm. So at their fault. Hey, you know, and hey, Vince, if you find him bland and, you know, do something else, that's what your job is, right? To make money and to make people matter. So go do that. Make him matter again. So, oh boy. So, you know, I feel bad for that. But, you know, we'll see. We'll continue to follow it. But Brock Lesnar not defending the title at Royal Rumble, to me, just it spells sick because I think Royal Rumble is a big show and you kind of need your title holder to be there for raw it's just it's just so sad but anyway uh well let's go ahead and move on and talk about something else that's not as sad as people have been making out to be people are saying out there right now that oh yeah we heard that leo rush is getting released the wb has already done it uh just let people know that is not really the case that is a rumor calm yourself down a little bit it has not happened if it's going to happen it's not official so let's not freak out uh, but something I'm going to freak out about is apparently <laughs> Meltzer says that Champ is about to be ready to come back to the WWE. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yes, Champ. Uh, come on, man. Th- th- this is perfect. Yes. Right now, as soon as they can get him, let's have Champa come back. So that's exciting for me, Paul. That that whole bit right there was the whole reason I put this on the dock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh I, I would certainly say NXT would would be in a great position if Ciampa already come back, right? I mean, coming close to WrestleMania season, you're going to have Ciampa back and maybe ready to pull the trigger on that big singles feud with Gargano. Are you kidding me? That takeover event. I mean, that's that's going to put uh, it's going to bring some people to the house, you know. So I, I hope it is. I love Ciampa. I, I, maybe not as much as Gary does, but he's great, uh, and and I certainly. I certainly do hope that that he is ready to come back, just because he's such a he's such a different wrestler. I and that's 
one of the things I think that's that makes so great about him, and especially him as a heel, is just terrific television. So let's let's make that happen sooner rather than later. Oh man, please! I just I can't wait to see what they do. Oh, hopefully, it's good. I, I get concerned sometimes when some of my favorite guys come back from an injury that it's not going to be as good as when they left. Right? So mm-hmm. let's just hope that you just take this and run with it and let Champa do something good. So. Uh, let's talk about you know what's going on over there at the GFN. That's right, the Global Force Network, and something that they're doing once again. They are signing some shows over to them. Uh, Defy and Future Stars of Wrestling uh, is going to be a part of that network. What do you think about that, Paul? Where they're already added more promotions. I, I think this is at least good news if you subscribe to to that, and and I'd really be curious uh, if you have. Uh, his up on like Twitter or Facebook or something like that. Let us know that you are a subscriber, just because I, I'd really love to get a count of how many people they have. Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, more promotions is good. Uh, we're going to talk some more about some streaming services here down the road. Uh, and, and this is, I think, what has really helped, uh, at least Impact, sort of feel different at times is when they do showcase all these relationships that they have. So. Future Stars of Wrestling and Defy Wrestling. I mean, Defy Wrestling was on Impact this week, which, I mean, it's not only great, you know, publicity, I guess, for your promotion to be on TV, but, um, you know, it's it's great to sort of show variations and stuff. like. I think Impact's sort of onto something with how they're presenting relationships in this era on television. Yeah, I think it, it it's definitely special, like you're saying. It's mm-hmm. something that no one else does. Yeah. And I think... When you're getting all these promotions together to be on one network, which we've seen this happen. We've seen Stardom and, and of course, Flow Slam, which we'll talk about in a second. They, they've all tried to do this whole thing of being universal, global, mm-hmm. and showcase many different places. That is something that I think a lot of people dig because they can watch wrestling from all around the world and they can really feel like that they're – in the know of a lot of the new stars and a lot of the people that they keep hearing about in different promotions. So that's a good deal. And I think GFN is really working hard to do that. And then they're also allowing those same promotions to be showcased on a regular episode, episodic TV and show, if I can say all that. Basically, Defy would never get a chance to be on TV at all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But because of what's going on in the impact wrestling they can and that's super cool for them and it's great for their talent and all these other things that have going on so yeah i'm really happy for them and uh i think gfn it's something that it, it's a work in progress but it's got some good ideas it, it really really does so i have no bad words to say about it good job on them for doing that mm-hmm. so uh and not only that paul i mean you also got to think of if I live in Seattle and I'm a regular guy that goes to Defy and enjoys it weekly, I'm, I'm probably going to get the GFN. That way I can, you know, say, hey, you know, I was at that show and I can check out other shows. I could support the guys that are supporting my promotion. So. Right. Um, and, I mean, they'll have their content showed on there. There's still some of the bigger promotions, obviously, that, that uh, Impact has teamed up with that you don't really get this for yet. And uh, hopefully that's in the works. Because, I, I, like I said, whenever this thing was launching, I think that's where the money is. If they can start showing NOAA and Triple and A and Crash and all these other places that they're signed up with, I, I think you might have some more eyes on that thing. Maybe not watching your network, but they're paying you money to watch other stuff. So, uh, yeah. Happen. 
Oh, for sure. And you'll go from three subscribers to maybe 15 to, to 100 to <laughs> whatever else you want to get to, guys. So there you go. Uh, but yes, uh, so let's go ahead and talk about Cody. Uh, yes, that's right. Cody Rhodes is in the news again. And this is where I was supposed to mention their name, and I'm going to mention it again. They, they better be happy I'm giving them two plugs. Busted <laughs> Open Radio. This is actually where they were mentioned. I apologize earlier. I'm sure uh, Bully Ray Open will Radio. thank you, Gary. <laughs> hey, if I, as long as I'm on his side, I'm okay. Uh, but anyway, on uh, Busted Open Radio, we had Cody come on and talk a little bit about this all-in show. You know, with their, him and the rest of the Bullet Club, they're all trying to get into the Young Bucks. They're trying to get this, you know, show all-in. At a 10,000-seat arena, they want to get that many people in that arena to sit down and watch a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And at All In, they were curious, Cody, who would you face? Who do you want to face? He mentioned the name of Daniel Bryan for the Ring of Honor Championship. I think, Paul, that would be an amazing uh, thing to see. Yeah, uh, it's, so this would obviously put them sometime in the early fall to late summertime um, as far as when Daniel Bryan will get uh, released from his WWE contract. So if they're going that, and they're still talking about one of the big wrestling cities to do the show in, Chicago, New York, Philly, Los Angeles, blah, 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 you know, the list goes on. Uh, if you want to put 10,000 people into an arena and you have people who are super terrific and not only creating buzz, but have tons and tons of followers uh, like the Young Bucks and like Cody Rhodes, who's a guy you could put in there immediately and feel super confident that you could sell 10,000 seats? Daniel Bryan, right? I mean, he has it. Uh, imagine if this is his first match, Gary, that he has post-WWE. I guarantee you they would have... No trouble filling up a 10,000-seat arena. No trouble at all. And and this might actually now be something that WWE maybe keeps an eye on uh, if this sort of gets the ball rolling. Because obviously Cody and Daniel Bryan have had some Twitter back-and-forth goings-ons between each other about wanting to wrestle each other. So uh, the plot thickens, Gary. <laughs> it really does. And, you know, that this is something that's not out of the question at all. You're right. <laughs> And I think that, you know, it's going to take time to build that show. And the longer they promote it, now, I'll say this, there is a certain time frame that you have to do these type things. You can promote a show, and then you can promote a show too much. (laughs) And what I mean by that is, you know, you continue to promote this, but if you keep it going on and on and you do it too long people start to lose interest you can put as many names as you want on it but they start to lose interest because they hear about it but they never get the payoff uh but i don't think this will be the case i think they'll, they're they're really trying to invest in it they're trying to find a way for it to happen and, and they are trying to assemble the right cast of characters for such a big show and, and i think you're right that's the biggest way to get ten thousand butts in a seat is to have a name like daniel bryan go against a guy like cody mm-hmm. otherwise you know you do not have an opportunity when you're talking about cody versus just you know fifth year wrestler out of ring of honor whoever it is or mm-hmm. whatever you want to do right i mean I just, I, I, that's what I've said, you know, when we kind of talked about this, I think, uh, Monday, uh, I said, you got to have the big names. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know what? I, I geez, 
ten thousand butts in a seat is difficult. I mean, people don't think about that. It really is tough. It's not something you can just because you could say, oh, they got these great guys in the elite. They got all these guys ring up, but it's ring of honor themselves struggle to get in those thousands, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they've they've had I think two or three shows this year that have gone at least over two thousand. Uh, obvious their their show this year, their Supercard of Honor show out in WrestleMania did huge numbers, uh, and, and supposedly they could have drawn more uh, for where they went to in Chicago for the Global Wars tour, um, if they had gotten a bigger venue because they were turning people away and they filled up that place and that was, I think that was almost three thousand people, which is just a ridiculous number still, but, uh. I mean, getting to uh, mostly uh, while I'm trying to sort of think about what I'm trying to say, you, you kept saying 10,000 uh, butts in, in a seat, and now I'm trying to imagine 10,000 people sharing <laughs> a chair. <laughs> you know, I'm always trying to find ways to, to you know, make Guinness Book of World of Records. You know, <laughs> that would be the biggest feat possible. So. And boy, that chair would smell pretty awful after a while. But it's got anyway. a heck of a strong chair to hold ten thousand people too. Oh yeah, man, good God! Uh, but uh, you know, enough about my goof. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's a, I, I, I like the, the mental picture was well worth the journey. <laughs> I was wondering what you were chuckling at. To be honest with you, I was like, what, what, what happened? Did I say something? Did I say that Sting is you know reviving his career or something? I don't know. You know so. Who knows? Uh, Sid Vicious is amazing. Uh, there you go. Another thing. Uh, so, uh, you know, there you go. We'll, we'll have to find, you know, more ways to joke about this 10,000 seats thing. Uh, but, no, I mean, seriously, I, I'm really looking forward to, to what they finally come up with. It, it just stinks it's way in the future, right? It's, it's yeah. probably in 2019. So we've got over a year to really look forward to seeing all in actually take place but mm-hmm. at least they're working on it they've, they've got a, a plan in place that they're trying to get done so we'll, we'll be talking about this more often uh there's something else that we're not going to be talking about more often paul and that is flow slam flow sports has officially shut down as of this past wednesday the entire streaming service and it is no longer available and the entire staff working on it is now laid off so Oof. We kind of saw this uh, possibly happening. We have, you know, some of the rumors out there, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, sort of the WWN Live thing came out. People started bailing on them, and now they're no more. Uh, whether the lawsuit is still going or not, I, I have no idea. Uh, and I, I'm not going to say this is a setback, because, you know, there, there's so many different streaming services out there right now, and people have sort of opened up their own and things like that. And I certainly do think that there needs to be some conglomeration amongst them to where you can put as many on there as possible. And sure, sir, sure that'll mean you're paying more. But if you have a direct place to get so many different promotions at, uh, you're definitely going to draw people to pay you really no matter what. And, and I think that's really what should be a big goal for something like a Flow Slam uh, is to try to attract as many people as possible, and they just went all in on WWN Live and never really seemed to try to grow too much outside of that. And, and that 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 really obviously stinks for them and all the people that are out of a job now. But uh, maybe this is a great lesson for a lot of these other services to not do is you know make sure you diversify and all this other stuff. So I 
And also, you know, I mean, when everybody bails after you open up a lawsuit, you're kind of not painting a pretty picture that you were on the right side either. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, is that the truth? Uh, in, in those situations, too, you find out who your real friends are, too. Right. So. <laughs> Lots of promotions were not their friend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Beyond Wrestling found a new friend, though. They, they did sign a multi-year uh, deal with Powerbomb TV. And Beyond Wrestling, of course, was on Flow Slam. Uh, and I just went and clicked over on Powerbomb TV, which didn't have very many. And it's been a little less or a little more than a year later for these guys now. There are over 67 promotions on that thing. So you want to talk about diversification and they have big names on there. It, it is worth your time to go check out, too. Uh, but this is great for them, right? They, they've been looking for something since uh, we've sort of been talking about Beyond and streaming since the whole YouTube debacle uh, earlier this year. And, uh, you know, for them to finally, you know, sort of find their way through a lot of different things to end up on here is, is great for them. And um, basically, I'm trying to get you guys to go watch something that's Beyond Wrestling. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I like that. Uh, but no, I mean, really, honestly, you're right. And, and Powerbomb TV, you know, you just keep hearing great things about them. So I, I think if you're a wrestling fan and you just have a few extra bucks to kind of shell out, you, trust me, it's it's probably worth your investment if, you, if you're willing to. If I had more time, I would myself. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know. I struggle just to have the time to, to get impact in sometimes. So I, it's not easy for me to shell out money for something I probably wouldn't watch. But right. I would if I had more time. And definitely uh, I encourage anyone out there, go check it out, man. Go go see what it's all about. So, well, there you go. That is quick as for us this uh, week. And we are going to, of course, have more great news for you next week. But now we are going to move on to something else that's really cool. Then we're going to talk some New Japan Wrestling. Paul is going to update you on what's going on in the Tag League. We'll do that now. King of Spot. New Japan Pro Wrestling. All right, uh, so we are officially 10 nights through the tournament so far, uh, and, and I know a lot of people usually try to tune out this time of year for from New Japan, get themselves a little bit of a break, uh, gearing up, of course, for that big Wrestle Kingdom show. Maybe not the uh, greatest plan so far, because Night 10 had maybe the, certainly the best match of the tournament so far here for the B Block. Uh, but the best friends went out there with Jeff Cobb and Michael Elgin and put on a match to remember that I would highly recommend everybody go check out. Uh, and looking at the B block, which of course is, is the one that got the most attention, at least from us, uh, here on the podcast as, and I'm sure many other, uh, news outlets and podcasts and, and everything like that as well. Uh, you have, uh, some very, very basic new Japan tournament booking going on here. You have, uh, the Killer Elite Squad, who just took their first loss to War Machine, tied with uh, with War Machine, Best Friends, and Gorillas of Destiny, all at six points uh, at the top of the leaderboard there. You have Jeff Cobb and Michael Elgin and Toro Yanu and Tomohiro Ishii at four points, and bringing up them. And then the Young Lion contingents with Hanare and Togi Makabe and Kets, uh Katsuya Kitamura and David Finley at zero, um, obviously, because the Young Lions are going to take the falls there, as they are wont to do. And certainly, I would uh, say Block B has had the much stronger performance out of the tournament so far, and with a stacked block like that, it's it's obviously pretty easy to understand why. 
Uh, and they're, I mean, if you haven't been watching Cobb and Elgin's work in this, you really should. I think they've probably been the shining stars of the tournament so far. Uh, great matches almost every night. Certainly, uh, they finally had a, a terrific one to write home about somewhere in the territory of four stars. And, and everybody else, War Machine, Killer Elite Squad being their usual hossy selves as well. Uh, God, of course, keeping their name in the hat as well, being the perennial New Japan top tag team right now. All that great stuff. And, and the Young Lions, I think, have still been performing very, very well. Uh, so, and, and that's something I'm always intrigued to watch as well whenever I'm watching these New Japan shows. And, and now for maybe the uh, more predictable side of the bracket. Uh, in the A block, you have Juice Robinson and Sammy Callahan at six points. Uh, and then the rest of the bracket is at four, with the exception of Yuji Nagata and Manobu Nakanishi, who are at two points. Uh, Lots of lots of ties, and, and there have been some kind of just blah matches out there. But Juice and Sammy have been keeping the energy up. Uh, Sammy especially has strangely been kissing everybody in sight, Gary, and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes a, a little smooch makes the world go round. I mean, he, he kissed Kojima in their match, and Kojima took to Twitter to express how there are many mysteries in the world of wrestling, and uh, maybe I regretted that I could only give him one like because it might have been one of the best tweets I've ever read in my life. So, uh, <laughs> uh, mm. and uh, you know, there's been a lot of, I think, a lot of attention probably rests on the Suzuki Gun Tag Team here with Suzuki and Azuka because it could be setting up perennial challengers for the Never Open Weight Title come Dome time. Uh, of course, I think believe they've lost to Goto. And they have also lost to the uh, Fale and Chase Owens team. So, setting up some possible matches there going forward, even though I would reckon it's probably going to be Goto and Suzuki at the Dome. Uh, you, you have a, a lot of uh, your usual ghetto booking here. Everybody's looking close. Nobody's really getting out too far ahead. Uh, so, make sure that everybody continues to look strong and, and all that great stuff going forward. So... Uh, if you haven't watched the Tag League, I would highly recommend you at least go watch Night 10. It's worth your time. Build a bell. Awesome. Well, there you go, guys. And, you know, once again, we're going to try our best to keep you updated on the Tag League. It's important. Yes, people are taking time off from New Japan. But, hey, so many good things are still coming out of there. You can't ignore it. So Very true. All right. Well, let's just jump into this cold. Uh, let's talk Impact Wrestling, Paul. We, we had an episode here uh, following a... Um, uh, how can I say this? A, uh, a, a dumpster fire of an impact. <laughs> this week. Um, but this is not a holiday either. So let's be fair that that was a holiday. So here we are in this impact. So let's, let's talk about it though. Yeah. Dumpster fire might've been kind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> awful, awful episode. Uh, Jeremy Borash, however, opens this one, hyping up the knockouts title tournament since Gail Kim has vacated the championship in lieu of her retirement. Uh, so we get the first triple thread match here as Laurel Van Ness takes on Madison Rain and Casey Spinelli. And uh, maybe a little surprising to me, I, I I don't know who exactly I was expecting to win, but I don't know if I was expecting it to be Laurel, even though she's gotten a ton of attention recently. She ends up hitting the unprettier on Casey to get the victory. And, uh, I you know, I, I know you're not a big fan of Laurel, I've been rather hit or miss on her, um, and there are times I felt like where they've used her really well, and there are times where I felt like they haven't. 
I don't know if she necessarily does it for me in the ring, but this match was 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 still pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty decent. I, you know, for what they have and for what they've done, I'm thinking to myself the whole time. Okay, I mean, at least this is something that's viable. It's something you can actually say this is not terrible. Before this, I, I've honestly been lulled to sleep by what they've done in the knockouts division. Right? I don't know about you, Paul. It just really has not done anything for me. I, sure, you know, Rosemary's a part of that, and. I don't think at this time she's yet been able to save it by herself. They're focusing, you know, going in a bound for glory was all about Gil Kim. Now that all that's over with. So now they're trying to do something new. And I think it's fine. I mean, Laurel Van S is someone that I'm not super invested in. Mm-hmm. But if they can get behind her and actually, you know, make some new storylines and actually make us care about her more than her drinking and handing five-year-olds champagne. <laughs> I'm okay with it. So let's see where they go with this. I, I'm this is at least a decent start. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, and in, honestly, it's kind of they have some fresh faces in the division, uh, so it might be sort of worth keeping your eyes open and seeing what goes down. Uh, this brings us to uh, another fresh face that I hope they keep bringing in, and Taji Ishimori, who is your new. Uh, or who is being primed up, excuse me, to take a run at the X Division Championship. And he, he gets a squash victory here, basically, over Hakeem Zayn. Uh, I mean, Ishimori is just incredibly impressive to me. Very. I mean, this is someone that, honestly, you don't really, I, I guess, think about a whole lot when you're talking about Impact Wrestling. But ever since they've you know got their you know whole deal with Noah and everything, you see him on a more regular basis. And I, I just... Another guy that I think has really helped Impact and has really showcased a, you know a super great talent amongst a bunch of people that are really trying to get better. And I think this is a good you know a good match. It definitely is something that needed to take place. I mean, so good for them and good for Ishimori. I think he's really showcasing himself in a very nice and bright light. Yeah, maybe on the flip side of this though. Having your Global Forge winner lose his debut match, maybe not a smart idea. No, um, but <laughs> I, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think he's much of a uh, winner in the first place. So <laughs> did, didn't bother me really, honestly, one bit. Uh, I think that whole thing is... Um, uh, I think it's a joke, but that's just me personally. Uh, the alleged, I'm going to say this. Allegedly, that whole thing is a joke. Allegedly. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, in the post-match, you have Trevor Lee and Caleb Conley come out to attack Ishimori and lay him out. Uh, you know, it, title match seems imminent. That's fine. Uh, go, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. I, I was going to say, yeah. And, you know, I don't know how much. I, I mean, I think it's going to be good because, you know, Trevor Lee is, is, you know, a talented wrestler. But I don't know how invested I am in it. And they hopefully will make it good. I mean, the X Division's just been really sort of flat uh, for a while, and as much as they keep telling you they're trying to make it a focus, it doesn't ever really feel like it, so... No, it hopefully, doesn't. Yeah, hopefully Shimori, uh if slash when he wins the championship, can, can do some work to freshen it up some, so... Uh, James Storm cuts promo. He's got a match tonight against Tejano. Uh, let me tell you how excited I am about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we move to the LAX clubhouse. They're playing dominoes. They have problems with Callahan. Homicide says he's going to take care of it. 
Uh, then they talk about possibly murdering OVE, which is great. Uh, and then Sammy Callahan uh, takes on Randy Myers over here at Defy Wrestling. It's a clipped affair, so it's kind of hard to, to get a, a grasp of what was going on. But it's very much here to make Callahan look like he's going to murder somebody. Uh, and, and to that end, I think it does the job well. Okay, so I'll start with the LAX stuff. Um, I didn't have really have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I I really wish, and and this is just my opinion. They've had some success against OVE, but they've also had some major failures. And I wish that we would have had Conan really say, "Look, you know, we've had our few successes, but those guys have made us look terrible, mm-hmm. and so we are going to do everything possible to destroy them." Whatever we have to do, you know, and they can make all their gang and drug references, I don't care. Just make it really feel like it matters. And right now, they feel like they're just confident. I'm like, oh, boy, you shouldn't be so confident because they did lay you out pretty well. Uh, not too long ago, LEX. Right. So, um, But it, it, it was fine, what it was worth. Uh, this match uh, with Sammy Callahan, like you said, it... <laughs> You know, it's really hard for me sometimes to get into this. And it's funny because we talked on NXT about how we like the idea of them having it in different venues, different mm-hmm. looks and scenery. This is the extreme. And uh, the, the the camera work and everything in Defy, it doesn't really inspire me a whole lot, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I wasn't really enthralled with the match at times just because it was just like, good God, this is like me with my cell phone on the, you know. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. And, you know, it just made it look, you know, make Sam and Callahan look good and they did their job. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I agree with that. It's, um, there, there are certainly a lot of different presentations for pro wrestling. I, I don't necessarily mind it. Like I said, I think it's cool and unique sort of how different places try to make it fit into buildings where maybe wrestling isn't expected to go down, but sometimes it's kind of hard just to not, you know, as much as you try to dress it up, it's still going to look small time. And that's just how it's going to be sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Um, we go backstage to uh, CKM beating down somebody and asking American Top Team if it's enough. And then uh, later on, he tries to sort of, I guess, get in with them and be part of them. And they just sort of blow him off. Which is <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, American Top Team, I mean, they're, they're very smart on this because they're looking at him and saying, good God, man, don't you understand? They brought you in. He's like, yeah, I'm here. And like, no, 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 they brought you. Sammy Callahan is doing your gimmick. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> he he took it away from you. We're so sorry. Best of luck to you in your future endeavors. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. You know, so uh, <laughs> New York, guess what? KM may be heading back to you once again. So, uh See how that works in. out. Yeah, I just I feel bad for him. I really do because you know Kevin Matthews has worked. I think this is his name, right? Has yeah. worked really hard. He really has on the indie circuit. Really trying to do his thing in New York and built his way here, just to be turned around and sent back. And uh, I just I feel bad for him. You know, I I can't really say he ever did anything to just knock my socks off uh, in his time he was here, and certainly Brazil. Uh, regime changes uh, probably weren't helpful because I'm sure the one regime had a plan for him and then suddenly it changes and now it's just sort of seems like nobody has a plan for anybody uh, unless you're in the the main event right now. So, uh, 
maybe just a, a victim of circumstances there, but I, I don't know if he really ever gave us anything to get excited about, Gary. No, he, he never did. I, I'm really going based on his work at the Indies. As, as a guy involved in Impact, no, he's done zero, nothing. <laughs> All he's done is take pizza and not pay for it. <laughs> and ask people if he's a call they're calling him a liar that's about the high point of his career in impact yep. so good god no he, he and, and you know i'm not gonna cry if they get rid of him i just i feel bad because you know he's kind of worked hard to get at least to this point and it's not worked out yeah that's true uh next up is uh james storm taking on tejano uh, a little north of six minutes uh, Storm ends up getting the victory here with the super kick, and then in the post match, he gets attacked by Lashley and American Top Team. Uh, after the beatdown, uh, Moose comes in with a chair to make the save and clean house. Dan Lambert grabs the microphone uh, and says that, uh, you know what, Moose and Storm, we challenge you to do a match next week. It's going to be Lashley and American Top Team's secret weapon, me, Dan Lambert. Uh, well, okay. Uh, I was about as shocked as America Top Team was because I don't think in my best day I ever expected this guy to try to wrestle. <laughs> so, uh, it's funny to say this, but th- th- this match was uh, fine. Um, wasn't anything super spectacular. I think it was okay. Um, they they had their little silly moments, you know, like Tejano putting on the hat and all this other, you know, it is what it is, right? Fun with so, Cowboys. S- yeah, basically. It, it, this felt like an adult movie to me. Um, and the reason I say that is that they had a little foreplay here. They kind of messed around, and then they the climax happened. And then after the climax, they throw in another scene that is just so awful, you wish you would have never even <laughs> attended the film. And that's the whole Dan Lambert part of it. I, I, it made me not even be... I, I, I was not even happy with what I watched earlier after that. I just don't see the point. I am so bored to death with America's top team. I'm bored to death with Moose. Uh, James Storm is, well, yeah. yeah. We already know the story there. <laughs> yeah, so there's no way. And Tejano is probably the only guy I'd really like to see there, but that's because, you know, on Lucha Underground, he shows that he's a lot sexier there than on Impact. So, <laughs> um it is what it is here, guys. I'm just going to be honest. I didn't really care for this. I don't care for the Dan Lambert story stuff. I I appreciate that he's a wrestling fan, that he has money. That's really nice. But uh, it is what it is. I just I don't I don't care. I don't want to see it. It's got spectacle going for it. That's really about it. Moose does have something. I just don't think we've seen any of it during this feud. Uh- <laughs> And, uh, I mean, my feelings on Storm aside, too, uh, he is a veteran, uh, along with Lashley. It's I, I agree with you. This American Top Team thing has been overdone to death. I wasn't a fan of it at the start, especially because it made Lashley just look so much weaker than everything that we have saying to the contrary. Uh, you know, I, I'm interested to see Dan Lambert maybe get beat around a little bit. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I just, I'm just gonna say this really quickly. If, yeah, if, if if they do this next week, mm-hmm. and you know the the cowboy rides tall, and, and of course you know Moose stands up and talks about his NFL career some more, uh, that hopefully we'll get rid of Dan Lambert and, and they'll move on, and that'll make me happy. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, they they really do. They need to get Lashley back on the right track, because he was certainly one of the reasons to watch Impact. Uh, I I don't think that same aura is there anymore, which really, really sucks. Yeah, I agree. However, what is here is a great throwback to 80s styles, crappy commercials with Park Park and Park as Joseph Park and Chandler Park, uh, who's Ethan Page, uh, hype up their their business together and their their practice. I um I I was laughing pretty hard throughout this that I completely missed all the highlights of Joe and Kurt Angle fighting at Genesis in 2006. Yeah, I I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> I love this stuff, man. I. I I cannot get enough of the 80s commercials, and this was right on cue. It was silly. It was corny. But, hey, I'm, I'm down with all that. So, yes, thank you for that. I appreciate it. You know, and, you know, it actually makes me kind of think back of those good old days when I had the, you know, the Downey commercials and all yes. that. The uh, <laughs> Dalworth Clean commercial. Oh, oh Dalworth Clean. Oh, call 1-800. Oh, sorry. I won't give them. Until they start sponsoring us. We're not going to give them free. Uh, man, if you guys don't live in Dallas, you have no idea what me and Gary are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us. When we were watching Who's the Boss, we got these beautiful commercials for cleaning your carpet. So, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, enough about the the stuff that singles out people. So, uh, no, but seriously, that was great. Uh, I, hey, I, let me say this: Impact, you're being smart. Uh, the reason you're being smart right now is, is because you're showing old footage of guys that are on WWE Monday Night Raw right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know it's old footage, but at least you can say, hey, guess what? This week on Impact, Kurt Angle, Samoa Joe, come check him out, even though it's 2006. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's pretty smart on their part. I, I'm not a big fan of it because there's some of the stuff I've seen before, and i I really don't need to see it again right now. Right, um, right. But I mean, hey, it's 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 not a bad business move. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to get you to buy that network, so you know, hats off to them there. Uh, Eli Drake says he will be watching Impact and uh, Patron's match tonight. He hasn't forgotten about them. Uh, all that great stuff to keep that feud going. EC3 is out here for commentary to watch Matt Seidel take on Tyson Dukes. Which was a pretty good match uh, for the brief little five and a half minutes it got. Of course, Matt Seidel does get the win here. Big knee strike, shooting star press is all she wrote there. Um, EC3 setting up their match for next week, essentially, where they will face off for the Grand Championship, Gary. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know how I feel about the Grand Championship. But uh, take that aside, I think this will actually be a a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. This is a match that I think a lot of people will, you know, want to tune into because these are two great wrestlers that I think will really put on a great show. And hopefully, you know, EC3 will let that title slip on over to Matt Seidel. And uh, from there, Matt Seidel can change it to something different than the Grand Championship. (laughs) Maybe call it the High Times Championship or something. And then we don't have to sit through these terrible voting things and MMA, fake MMA, and we could just have them smoke out and whoever stays awake the longest or eats the most wins the uh, championship. (laughs) I I will say I am interested to see how Seidel tries to fit into the round system. Uh, Just because, not to say that that they haven't had high flyers in here like Eddie Edwards or or uh, Davey Richards, or, or guys like that, uh, or Drew McIntyre to an extent, too, who can really work the style well. Um, 
but they're they're hybrid wrestlers, right? They they make it feel a little bit more legitimate. Matt Seidel is the very much opposite of that. He likes to fly around and all that great stuff, and EC3 is more, you know, he likes to brawl. I'm with you on getting rid of the Grand Championship rule set, just because I don't think there's anybody in the promotion anymore who can really pull it off. And um, it kind of sucks, because for a promising idea at the start, I know it never really grabbed you. Um, the roster that could pull it off just isn't there anymore. It's not, and you know, I you know, it's my personal bias. I just don't care for the system. But I mean, I, I think there is need for a title, like an Intercontinental or U.S. title that WWE has in Impact. They really do need that. They need to change this title to something else. Find another way to morph it and, and really get it to have some way, somehow, some more prestige. I don't care if you have the stipulations or some kind of funky thing to keep people interested, some kind of gimmick to make it matter and separate mm-hmm. it from the, the main championship. But I, I just don't like the rounds, and I, oh God, I just need to see something better. That's all I I'm saying. You. Yeah, I get you. Uh, and that, of course, brings us to our main event. Johnny Impact taking on Alberto El Patron. Uh, you have promos from both guys throughout the evening. None of them are particularly great. Uh, Johnny Impact reveals that his arm still isn't 100%. Uh, Patron calls Eli Drake a paper champion. Basically, all you need to know, these guys get 20 minutes, uh, give or take. They do a really, really good job, I think, of planning it out. Uh, The stretch maybe goes a little bit too long, but I think they more than had you invested with all the action that they put into beforehand. Uh, You have Johnny Impact, surprisingly to me, go over here. Um, even though he does have the Eli Drake distraction in his favor, uh, he gets the victory, uh, and then Adonis and Drake jump in and, uh, uh, attack both guys. Here comes Petey Williams to make the save. Uh, so we'll probably have a tag team match next week on our hands, but, uh, Impact getting the big win here, even though probably they're going to go with nothing was settled. Yeah, and I kind of felt like that was going to be well, we'd be following this match anyway, but that's okay. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, they at least put on a match that people should want to tune into on a regular episode of Impact. This is not something they say for a pay-per-view or anything like that. They actually gave it an opportunity here, mm-hmm. and I think it was fine. Like you said, there's a lot of good things about it. I don't have any problem with it. I'm not a giant fan of everything Patron does, but I think in this he worked out pretty well. And then you throw in some of the extracurriculars that get involved in this match, and it does change things up a little bit. And Eli Drake, of course, it being a guy that's eventually going to be facing both the Johnny Impact and Patron, it, it makes sense for him to be involved in this. So I think it all works, and I, I'm okay with it. it mm-hmm. I really don't have anything bad to say about it. I, I think it was a fine way to, to end the show. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you entirely. Big stars that felt big. Uh, I don't know if anything they did actually really mattered going forward as far as their feud goes, but um, next week is another story, and... It, Surprisingly, after the the absolute garbage show that was the Thanksgiving episode, this made this episode feel really, really good. So, (laughs) set the bar low, maybe the mission statement for Impact, and then they come in and hit you with a really good show. Exactly, and that's (laughs) probably why they started the show out with, you know, Laurel Van Ness winning. That way you're like, oh, this is amazing because this isn't just trash. (laughs) (laughs) 
So smart on them. Very, very intelligent working. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's this week's Impact Wrestling. And so there you go. Uh, you know, outside of that, I mean, we're about to do Superstar of the Week, but I got to mention for Paul's sake, I mean, Paul, did you hear the news that Angelina Love is now single? Yeah, her and uh, Davey have apparently split, which uh, I, I can't say I'm super surprised by. Uh, from all accounts I've heard, Davey Richards is not exactly the easiest person to talk to uh, at wrestling shows. And that might just be because he doesn't like fans or whatever, but maybe that has some bleed over into his personal life as well. <laughs> yeah, so I just want to give you the nod there just to let you know that. A little piece of information for you, Paul, you know, just in case, you know, interested. So, so. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I know she's got a kid. It, that's not Paul's thing. So, uh, I but love anyway, kids. I know you love kids, but maybe you don't love Angelina Love. I don't know. Just throw that, it out that there. would be fair. I, I'm not. I'm not her biggest fan. <laughs> so hashtag unaroused. Okay. Uh, <laughs> So uh, we will move on from there then to something we are very happy about, and that is, of course, Superstar of the Week. Let's do it now, Paul. Superstar of the Week. Take it away, bud. All righty. Well, let's start this thing off and give a point over to Rich Swan. Yeah, Rich Swan uh, wins his qualifier on Raw this week to uh, qualify for the finals to get a Cruiserweight Championship match. It was very, very nice to see the Cruiserweights get a nice amount of time on Raw to actually do something with, and I think they made the most of it. And Rich Swan, of course, gets to reap uh, at least our reward uh, of a whole point. Yeah, there you go. Now, we're going to go to Slamtown, though, and give two points to Johnny Impact. Uh, Slamtown is a busy place. Filled with points, because I think we've given Johnny a fair few this year. But, uh, yeah, two points. It's rock-solid main event with uh, with Mr. Patron. Or maybe didn't move anything along story-wise, but the action was good. One of the better matches of the week. Two points from us. Now, we're leaving Slamtown, and we got three points heading up Mustache Mountain. Oh, man. If you guys have not watched this week's episode of NXT, please, dear Lord, go do so. Mustache Mountain, Pete Dunn, and Mark Andrews put on a terrific, terrific match that you should absolutely watch. These guys happen to come away with the victory, and, uh, you know, a couple of glorious mustaches on the points is a good thing. Uh, definitely, and uh, it's not hard to flip for that, but we will flip four points over to Flip Gordon. Uh, I mean, if you didn't listen to our part one episode, go do so and listen to me and Gary gush about the main event on Ring of Honor TV and then go watch the main event of Ring of Honor TV because this eight-man tag is just phenomenal. It's a coming-out party for Flip Gordon, and while he may not have won the match, the show was certainly all about putting him on the map and making him feel like a big deal, and they certainly succeeded on that point. And, and, you know, we loved it so much that we flipped over it, too, and gave it four points. Ah, for sure. And uh, now we got to give the Superstar of the Week out, and that five points will be going to Best Friends. Yeah, we get by with a little help from our best friends, Gary, uh, to continue the pun game. <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> uh, Trent and uh, Chuck Taylor have been absolutely tearing it up over there in Japan. Uh, not to mention they've been a hoot to follow together on Twitter as they make their way through Japan together. <laughs> and, uh, as I mentioned, they have an absolutely a knockout match 
with uh, Jeff Cobb and Michael Elgin on night 10, but they have a great match as well over on, uh, or no, I think they're the odd nights, night nine. Uh, so that'd be night seven. They also had another great match. Two great matches in a week, though. Get you five points around these parts. So hats off to Chuck Taylor and uh, Trent for topping the list this week. Uh, definitely. And they not only topped the list of this week, they did it for the month because the best friends are our superstars of the month. Yeah, earlier in the month they had a, a great showing on uh, ROH TV. And, and legitimately, if you have been following the Tag League from uh, night one to this current moment, they, they've been some of the stars of the tournament. The crowd has actually taken to them pretty well um, because humor is universal and because they're a great tag team as well. But uh, best friends, you know, Chuck Taylor's had a great year too, just by himself, and you can't say that Trent hasn't either. So uh, five, five extra points for these guys, well-deserved. Definitely. Match of the month, though, Paul, is going over to Tanahashi and Ibushi for their power struggle match. Whew. Uh, this was probably everything everybody wanted it to be and more. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many more great matches Kota Ibushi can have in New Japan. I'm sure there's a ton of them, uh, and that question might end up being rhetorical. But, I, I mean, this guy, if he decides to stick around, he could have big things going on for him this match. Just a prelude of maybe things to come for him come next year. And, of course, Tanahashi is just... Tanahashi. He's tremendous. He's wonderful. If you guys haven't watched Power Struggle, it's a great show all the way through as well. Uh, but certainly this match takes away the honors. The best thing we saw all, all throughout November. Uh, definitely. And so there you go. There's all our awards for this month and this week. And we hope you guys have enjoyed that. Uh, of course, you know, we've got one full month left. That's going to be really rounding out this whole picture for the entire year, Paul. So what happened I'm really in 2017, excited. Gary? Where did it go? It, oh, my God. It, it has flown by. I, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> it's scary, man. It is terrifying. Um, so I, I'm sure when we do our, uh, you know, end of the year show, mm-hmm. I'll probably have some tears um, because it's gone too fast. So it's not like yesterday. We were talking about the Hardys and Ring of Honor. and I know, it's man. It's crazy, man. It really is. Um, so, But, yeah, I mean, lots of good stuff coming for everyone. Make sure you go check out the rest of these shows going up to the end of the year because we have a lot of great stuff, I'm sure, in store for all of you guys. Uh, but to find all the stuff that we've already done, make sure you go check out W2Mnet.com. That's right. You'll find all our shows there, plus all the other great wrestling podcasts that W2Mnet.com has to offer. So many, so great. So go do it now. Go check out that site to go catch them all plus you'll also get sports you'll also get video games and the world of entertainment so you you don't want to miss a minute of the action over there at wtmnet.com to get everything that we do here audio wise don't forget to go use whatever you use to find podcasts whether it's youtube iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts, just go hit that subscribe button over Wrestling to the Max, and it'll get you every single thing we do. It'll be right there waiting for you as soon as we send it out. And just it's just so simple, we don't want you to miss out. The W2M Network will get you everything over at W2Mnet.com. That's also another great way to get everything we do and everything they do as well. Uh, also, make sure you give some love to 411mania.com and last word on ProWrestling.com, both great supporters of ours, and also great written articles over there for you if you love reading about wrestling as well. And, you know, uh, don't forget also, quick plug for Wrestling Unwrapped. Paul will be on there. Uh, Paul, you got two shows you're going to be covering for Patrick, right? 
Uh, I think so. We're still talking about the second one, but the one this Sunday, me and Harry are going to try to survive talking about Starcade 94. Uh, if you haven't watched it and you feel like maybe punishing yourself or you hate yourself or you have some reason to want to make yourself feel bad, watch that show. And uh, maybe you'll feel a whole lot better about what's going on in WWE right now because it is awful. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to listen to you guys talk about it, you know? So, boy, it, it's going to be a blast. I just, Harry is going to have a time of his life, I know. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to everything that's going to be on Wrestling Unwrapped and all the other great shows that I mentioned. So, don't forget, like I said, go check out those shows. And we appreciate all of you for joining us. We've had too much fun. We really, really have. And uh, I thank all of you for tuning in. And make sure you come and check us out next week as well. We'll have some more great news for you guys. Plus, we'll be talking Ring of Honor next week, some more Impact Wrestling stuff. Just too much stuff to cover. And uh, we will catch you guys later. So, I am Gary Vaughn. He is Paul Leeser. And we'll see you down that road have a good one guys the following podcast is a w2m network original production visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts plus news reviews articles and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.